One, two. Cash flow on the beat, 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 beat. Hey, y'all know what it is. Another week. Hey. Oh, there you go. Oh, cash flow on the beats. Cash flow, what's happening, partner? Another week we are here. We doing it. I don't know. We doing something. Yeah. Technical issues probably in the background, but we here. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, thank you all for tuning in for another week of Cocktails and Conversation. It's another episode, another day, another opportunity to hear the young brothers drop off on that spitting hot fire. You know, for the next episode. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. <laughs> don't let us. <laughs> I don't smoke weed or sex. Get it off your mother chest. <laughs> so, you know, with that being said, let me turn that down. Let me turn it down. Um, welcome to another week of Cocktails and Conversation. This is your boy, Yusuf Muhammad, Yams Creation on all social networks, thriving and flying and buying all through the neighborhood. Ooh. With that, I got my boy in the building. Hold Y'all know on. who it is. It's uh, Dark Shining Light in the darkness, building. Darkness, everybody, darkness. Darkness, everybody, darkness. Yeah. You know, there you go. <laughs> we, we having all kind of difficulties and stuff. Alexa and, and Google. And <laughs> Jim Green and Blue Green. <laughs> everybody talking. Everybody in the background today. <laughs> but y'all know what it is. Dark Shining Light in we the building. It. Tim Hargrove. Darkness, I appreciate darkness. y'all for coming out. And we got some special guests up in the building. Y'all here to talk about this guy all the time. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, the especial guest today is uh, <laughs> Mr. International, Rasul Muhammad. Y'all already know. Y'all, y'all already know. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hold up. We ain't giving my brother the right. Um, there we go. Kind of there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up. Mr. Rasu, baby. Yeah, Mr. Thank International you. is in the building. He's, I do what I do when I can do it. <laughs> He's fit us into his schedule. Uh, but we talk about the big homie so often we had to get an opportunity to sit down and talk with him on this wonderful show that we deal with cocktails and conversations. Oh, yeah. And uh, this is just like every other episode. It's something different. And this is going to be different because I think it's going to be funny for us. Um, we the three homies. <laughs> the three amigos. The three yeah, amigos. And we've had some three, three amigo uh, opportunities. I was about to call us the mosquitoes. Musketeers. But today's episode, because we've all been married. Yeah. We've all been divorced. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, you know, shout out to all you people staying in. Shout out to those who didn't stay in it. But and shout out to those who found love again. Love. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have one of them sessions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the conversation tonight we want to deal with is marriage and the afterlife. Navigating after a loss. Um, again, all of us have been married. Um, all of us have been divorced. They've been married and divorced again. And the boy, Tim, is successfully, foreverly married at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the big sister. Hope you're listening. Um, For Rasu and I, we're here right now getting things 
getting things, getting things. We're going through the motions, bottom line. We're going through the motions. Y'all don't look like that. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Do some different motions. Wait a minute. That's a whole locomotive train over there sitting down. Um, But we wanted to just deal with reality of a conversation that most of us as men, I don't see a lot of divorced men sitting down talking. Yeah. I mean, they, hold on a second. Sorry. I do see a lot of them suckers sitting down talking, but they, uh, my brother, Rasul, hates uh, the, the the negative words. So, but this is what they do. They quite often uh, navigate into the bitchalisms and the. Like, these bitches ain't shit. Right. <laughs> and having talk about all the issues. Yeah. And, and, you know, blaming everything on the woman. However, this is a grown man conversation over yeah. here. Grown man. Grown man. So we deal with grown man things that we did and what went wrong and how we can do things right now. Just give examples. Yeah. For or conversations that people can reflect on. So True. uh we're gonna just start, you know. I I'll put like this, I'll ahead. say this. At the end of the day, everybody has room for growth. And yeah. a lot of times people don't want to talk about that. They want to deal with who did something to them? Somebody she hurt me. me. <laughs> I was hurt. But at the I end of the day, return. and then you already know she going to say the same thing. Uh-huh. He did this to me. Yep. I was hurt. And I only acted like this because of what happened with this and uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. And that's how we split. But when we focus our energy not on, you know, the negative, because that happened. It's a given. Everybody going to go through life. But if we focus on what can be done within to work on ourselves, to make ourselves better, yeah. then we can properly prepare ourselves for the next go round, as opposed to just, you know, I ain't going to deal with that no more. I'm hurt now. Now I want to hurt other people. Hurt people. Hurt people. <laughs> hurt people. Yeah, hurt what people, you talking hurt about? People. And, that, and that right there, you know, it's a cliche saying too often, but once you start to matriculate through life, you understand that. Because even in your ignorance, you've done it to someone yeah. at some time where... Whether you knew you were doing it or not. Right. Yeah. You were upset and you were going out. I like it like this. God gives you what you need at the moment that you need it. Yeah. And too often, we reject the gift that's given to us. It's true. Because we are swamped in our own emotional discord of life. So that moment, that night that you're going out because you upset and you sad and just F this, I just want to have some fun. I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, just, just do what I want to. And you decide that you're going to sleep with this person. Mm-hmm. That person was not meant, given to you to sleep with that night. That person was meant to kind of help you heal at this point. I got some healing. Right. <laughs> not that sexual healing. <laughs> sexual he, anyhow, so uh, and not none of that. They were meant to heal you in many ways. But what happens is in your ignorance and your upsetness, you get with this person and now you're hurting them through your actions Action. because they were on a good path. They met you thinking that you were on the same path. And, you know, opposites attract, light attracts dark, dark. darks attract light. And, one of you, and you were filled with darkness and they were filled with light. And that's how y'all got to each other. Mm-hmm. But the light should always overtake the darkness and not the other way around. And yours destroys the light and now this light has now been consumed and put out. Now they're going to be a hurt person hurting another person. Mm -hmm. So the cycle continues. And the cycle continues. And it continues because nobody wants to actually heal. They are only looking without. What they got, you seen the, um, the post of the guy said, 
the nigga, all, all the niggas looking for the bitches, but haven't looked inward. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. But that's true. That's wow. true. That's true. Man, what a bitch is that? But didn't look inward. God yep. damn. God. Yeah. Wow. That is. Damn, that, that's that's breathtaking right there because hey. the um the because we it, it's a double entendre, yeah. I guess in many ways because the bitches is that bitch ass nigga that sits inside of you exactly that we talked about a few weeks ago with the homeboy uh, with your brother Big T, you know, shout out to him, and then the other bitch is just that other side of you, so it's like double parts. You ain't looked at this. Nigga, you are the bitch in this room. Oh, yeah. Like this. It's the weakness itself. God. It's not saying that, you know, all, the, all men's bitches, bitch-ass niggas. No, the thing is, it's a weakness itself. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a, a weak part of them that needs to be strengthened. And there's a difference between a weakness that can be strengthened and being weak, you know, mm-hmm. or being, you know, you know, not, not being able to be vulnerable, you know, there's nothing wrong with being open, being vulnerable, and and tapping into that side of you, that 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 energy. But at the same time, there's a, a negative weakness that has to be addressed, so that can be strengthened and made strong. So you don't have a lot of the same issues over and over again. You know what? That ties into our conversation uh, about uh, you know <clears throat> what we were saying. You know, weak ass men. And being weak is not having a moment of weakness. Nice. It's living in that weakness. Hammock. You know, a lot of people, after they break up, after they get divorced and things like that, me and I out there doing some crazy stuff. We was discussing earlier how me and I out there killing people, you know what I'm saying? They hurting people because they hurt the inside. Uh-huh. And they refuse to address the hurt on the inside. So they hurt everybody else around them. Uh-huh. Or they refuse to address that part of them. It's a saying that goes: in order for the man to live, the boy must die. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Everybody yeah, dropping right. these quotes. I need to man, come up with one tonight. Look, we we got a whole <laughs> bunch of t-shirts. That we <laughs> back here. <laughs> but a lot of the things that we consider uh, either weak is actually immaturity. It's things that haven't grown, things that haven't developed in the way that it needs to, uh-huh. and it's us not living by who we really are. Because when God makes that call, it's the call to who you really are. So you actually have to develop into that thing. You know, it's it's like, I know you're a diamond, but you're a diamond in the rough. Uh, yeah. So now you get, it's a lot more pressure you got to get. You got to get sharpened. You got to get clean. And it's a, God gives you everything necessary in order for you to develop. Now here's the thing between, you know, gold and fool's gold. Or something that's mm. just a rock and something that's just that's a diamond. A rock is strong, but it can be made to crumble. But when you're a diamond, you made better by pressure. Mm. And so that really separates what what men are and what males are. Mm. Because with that pressure, after a divorce, man, I'm glad we sit here because I wanted to address that because I said it in another episode we was talking about. How y'all actually came to me? I was, you know, <laughs> broken up and everything. It's like, hey, my brother, come on, we got to talk. Like, oh, we going out tonight? It's like, nah, nah. This is an intervention. This ain't what we brought you out for. This is an intervention, my brother. And this is that steel sharpened steel. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yes. You know, with, with this relationship that you in, where's this going? What, what do you really want out of life? You know, because if you really want to be, you got to re- decide whether you want to be married, whether you want to be single. 
whether you want to step up to the plate, be what God put you to be, or whether you want to just be out here. And then Rasul said something that really pissed me off. Both of y'all did, really. He said, man, if you really want to find the woman that God got for you, you got to be celibate. I was like, man, get the hell up out of my face with all that. But y'all were absolutely right. Because in order to... In order to be what God wants you to be, you have to have discipline. Mm-hmm. And when you abstain from the cravings of your body, when you abstain from the cravings of, of everything else, and you put yourself in tune with God and what God wants you to do and God's mission for you in your life, it strengthens you. Uh-huh, yeah, the, boy preaching the flesh the is made weak, but you are really strengthened because you sit up there like, man. And what happens is as you start to heal, you know, you have to, first of all, you got to seek professional help because if you were strong enough and if you had the answers, you would have healed yourself before then. Yeah. This brother right here. And so a lot of times it takes for those oh, men to see, when still see still and they clash, sometimes a lot of us men are getting advice and they don't push those friends away. Uh-huh. They don't push that friend away. They push that father away. They don't push that uncle away. They don't push like that, that spiritual leader away. Because they didn't want to hear it. They'll turn mm-hmm. that podcast off. <clears throat> They'll talking turn to you right now about trying to turn it off. <laughs> you know? Because they don't want to hear wisdom. Mm. Because it's going to cut them. Mm. And, but in the word it says that the wounds of a friend are sure or are true. Which means when your friend is wounding you, he's hurting you so that you may heal. Anybody who work out, you know, when you work it out, what you're actually doing is you're breaking muscle fibers. That's right. But the muscle fibers, when they heal, they become back stronger. So when your friend says something to you, your pride might be hurt. Your ego might be hurt. Your little uh, your little uh, vision of what you thought you were is hurt. And what happens is that, you know, those uh, synapses in the brain, they snap because your reality is shook. It's like, well, I thought I was this. But he's telling me how he actually sees me, what, what actually needs to happen, how I need to step up. It's not because he's trying to hurt you. It's because he's sharpening you. Look, yeah, I got yeah, in order yeah. to sharpen you, we got to take this dull part of you off. And that's the thing that when men get together and when you come to the realization of what you have to do, it's an action word. It's a call to action. And God uses whatever tools that he want to, whether he going to use a situation, whether he going to use a loss, or whether he's going to use a friend or an enemy, he will use those things oh, yeah. to sharpen you. And that's that's called trials. Yeah. The hard trials purify and they are necessary to establish truth. Oh yeah. Right. Ain't no way around it. Oh, so yeah. you won't really know what you're able to deal with and handle until you place in a situation that's gonna happen. <laughs> <For real. laughs> sink or swim, sink or swim. So, <laughs> yeah, but, so, it, so when we're talking about the sink or swim, and I and I love how you just put that. Because the sink or swim we're dealing with the after effect of marriage. Yeah. So before we got on the podcast. Tim and I were going over our lives before everything. Y'all happened. got lives? <laughs> our lives before, oh. after we got divorced and what happened or before we got married. And the sink or swim, we talk about hurt people hurt people. And the fact that before you got married, it was a moment that came up that told you that this is the one. Yeah. When you got divorced, it was a moment that came that says, Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's after both of those that when you're by yourself, 
the afterlife, the sink or swim part of that becomes very crucial because you're defining yourself of who you are. Oh, yeah. Are you a hoe or are you a man? Or hero. Will you go? Do you go back to a life of degeneracy, uh, which you think is fun because you are out there knocking down the world? Or are you, you know, I'm going to go back to what I know is good because, like we said, before you got married, you got to become celibate. Get what you were doing, become at one yeah. with God. Yeah. Atoning for everything that. that atoning for everything that you had done wrong, trying to clear your mind out, becoming at one so that God can give you what's for you. Oh, yeah. Because he gives you what's for you according to where you are. Yeah. If you are on the path going to hell, I'm not about to give you an angel. Exactly. Oh, man, you said that's another T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> T-shirt making a night. So um, if you're on the path of going towards righteousness and developing growth, I'm going to send you a help meet. Oh, yeah. And many of us in the after marriage phase, and I know because, you know, I I, kind of started to dive into it for a minute. It was like, I just want to go have some fun. But what happened with me, shout out to my blood brother. He said, sit your ass down, bro. Like, sit your ass down. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, like, bro, I know how you feel. I know what you blah, blah, blah. But Yusuf, like, it ain't worth it. Yeah. It's not. And like, it man, ain't, man, it man fuck it. this shit you don't know. Bro, I'm, I'm telling you, just it ain't worth it, Yusuf. Go focus on something. Put your mind on something different. Ain't nothing out here. Just go chill out. Just just, just go just find something to do, but don't go do that. And I'm like, but bro, man, you know. I know, I know. Maybe you ain't never loved. Right. (laughs) Maybe you ain't never been abstinent like I've been abstinent. I watched TV to TV went off. (laughs) (laughs) I played all my records. I just can't play no more. So, but that was the sink or swim part of me. Oh, yeah. But in the sink or swim part of it also was that God is now going to develop you into who you are. Oh, yeah. Because... I want you to be a better person and shout out to all of our ex-wives because I believe everyone is put in your life for a reason. reason. Even if you chose to make that reason, it wasn't the best decision, but they were there for a reason because they had to give you a lesson that I can guide you to where you need to be. Oh yeah. So even if you're with this person 50 years and at the end you find out it wasn't what it was, well, there may have been a placement holder until the right person was developed for you. And the other thing is, being married, is I've realized, especially talking to men who's never been married, mm. they've never had that experience. I've met some men that says, I never have fallen in love before. And like the old saying, you know, it's better than love and lost than never in love before. But honestly, it, it, it to, depends. <laughs> to find someone and to even attempt to build a life, it's a blessing. Because when I look at all the things that it kept me out of, you know, being being married, it keeps you out of a lot of bull. A lot of things that you could have got caught up in, especially being out there, a lot of these guys that get caught up with the wrong person. And for someone to think that you are important enough to dedicate their lives to, Mm -hmm. that that speaks volumes to that person. Because for our ex-wives, I appreciate them sharing a part of their life with me. You know what I'm saying? Because it could have went anyway. 
Mm-hmm. It could have went any type of way. And there's a lot of things, there's a lot of good times that were held in those moments, even though it didn't work out, things like that. But on the aftermath, it really fine-tunes you because what God is doing is he's building you up as the man that you need to be before a mate. You understand what I'm saying? Because you still have to stand, period. You still have to stand. And when you're a man, God gives you that mission. And a lot of times in a marriage, you can lose focus of that mission. Or after the divorce, you can lose focus on what's going on. And God has a way of bringing you back into focus after marriage. For all of you, if you go through a breakup, it may not have been a marriage, but it might, might have been a very serious relationship. But if you go through that loss, it's okay to hurt. A lot of men feel like, oh, okay, well, it, I'm not bad. I'm not supposed to have feelings. No, you're supposed to have those feelings. You're a human being. Right. And a lot of guys don't feel like it's okay to be human. Like they're not supposed to go through sadness or depression. The thing is, don't stay that way. Exactly. You can't stay that way. You got to get up. I remember you told me that. Get up. Get up. Get the fuck up. Get up. You got to get up. You got to get out of that. And you have to go about the business that God put on you. Even if it's just going out for yourself, you might already be on your business. But sometimes you have to learn how to choose time for yourself. Like, I had to really learn how to take myself out. And I, that was you, Russell. You told me, hey, bro, bro yeah. you got stuff out there. I was still in the army. Go, go, y'all got some free stuff. Go do something free. Go do some free <laughs> shit. Because exactly. I, was, I was losing myself in a routine. Yeah. And I started losing myself in the gym. I started losing myself just wondering, all, hey, bro, bro, look, take yourself out on a date. And yeah. once I learned how to really enjoy myself, and to go to real, go through real healing. Because men are very intelligent. We know how to pretend our own, how to pimp our old mind out we and fake. think that we healed. Well, oh yeah, yeah, I got this. Now no, you did. We now call, you did. We call that delusion, my brother. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly and, what and, it is. You know, we can't allow ourselves to be the delusional ones. Yep. Because, you know, there's enough delusions out there right now. Oh yeah. You know, so we ain't got time for that. But you hit on a couple things, a couple things. Um, trying to remember what they were now, you know. But uh, no, well, you no. telling me to get up? <laughs> yeah, no, no. So one, you don't. You said something about love. See, the problem is at the end of the day. Oh yeah, you said the guy who, you know, uh, and several other guys who's never been in love before. Oh yeah. See, the the problem with that, or the issue with that, the reason why that takes place is because love is not. Yeah. What what society has told us love is yeah. that's the biggest issue. Yeah. We've looking at love as this lovey dovey. Ooh, I love you, baby. Hold on to you, and you know we're gonna kiss <laughs> and, and, and all this. You know that's not love. Love is an action word. Yeah, love is duty. Right. Love is work. Love is responsibility. And so, really, what it shows is that you know men have not had. You know, I'll say males that are on the pathway to men have not had the opportunity to be responsible, truly responsible for a person, yeah. for another person. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to, you know, you done dating somebody or whatnot. Okay. But guess what? At the end of the day, I'm not responsible for you. Exactly. You can go home to your your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I can go 
Fine. You ain't got to go home you know, with you. You got to get, get the body yeah. Exactly. So there is a difference. Oh, yeah. But when you go into the, uh, get into that, that area where you're like, okay, now I want to be married. I want to take on the responsibility of a wife. You can't keep the same thought process and mentality as a person yeah. who is single, who has not had the responsibility to give another. Oh, yeah. Because love, that duty that, that comes with it, it's a requirement at that point. Now you are responsible for that person. And as we know, the uh, words of, of, of Spider-Man and Uncle Ben with, <laughs> with, <laughs> with, with power, great power <laughs> becomes great responsibility. And that's real talk. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you have to take care of that person. Oh yeah, They have to be um, food, clothing, and shelter. Those are the bare minimum. Oh yeah, And a lot of times, we ain't even doing the bare minimum. Yeah, Food, mm-hmm. clothing, shelter. You know? And... Uh, it was Brother Nuri who stated and and, re- and retracted it and corrected it. When he corrected, he said that when a man um, gets married, his wife's needs become um, become his goals. goals. That was that was the old way what he used to say. He said, "No, that's incorrect because all her needs is food, clothing, and shelter." Yeah. No, when a man takes on a woman, he loves a woman. Her wants becomes his goals. Why? Because he is what she wants. Those are the, those are the extra things. Yeah. That's the extra stuff. Yeah. That's not food, clothing, shelter. That's the simple stuff. Yeah. That's our duty, our general duty yeah. as a husband. But the extras, oh man, look, that that's what, okay, I got to do this extra work because she's trying to go uh, to, you know, go to this concert, yeah. you know, so let me try to make that happen. Yeah. You know, uh, I, so again, it's something to reach toward. It's yeah. something to reach toward, but see the thing about it, yeah, something to reach toward. It's not something that we 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 live in two different dynamics of women. Yes, with society because society has been systematically programmed. Like I was watching this, uh, these black women the other day. Now there, this is wild now to see black women going on the attack of other black women, mm-hmm. saying that you all are causing the degeneration of or the, the degeneracy of society. Because we're taught a nation can rise no higher than this woman. It's Muslim. Yeah. Because so that can be explained. We're taught that when you teach a man, you teach an individual. Uh-huh. You teach a woman, you teach a nation. Because through the woman becomes the fruit of the future. Yeah. And what she has in her mind, she's etch-a-sketching, programming the mind of her child. So if she got the anatomy song of her coochie pink and her booty hole brown, as the the running litmus test of her mind, the children will come up with the same, same thing. Mentality. So, of course, when we're talking about the 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 goals or the wants of a woman, we have to then start looking at the society because we're all the same around the same age, and I we look at our mothers, we look at our sisters, and we then look at the generation that's coming up. My mother's wants are different from my sister's wants that are completely different from this new generation wants. Our mothers wanted nice things still, but they didn't require you to put $400 on a hairpiece for their hair, $200 on their nails every other every month. Or take them out on trips every other month or like, every month. Right. They were like, make a house for my family, put some clothes on my children, and put some money in my account. Those were the wants. Those because they're the, the the children are wants at this point. The needs are the food, clothing, and shelter. 
So I'm just looking at, again, pre-marriage, and you, you're diving back into this diasporas of you're a single man and you're getting back out here. What are you going, what are you looking into at this point? So there's a balance that has to be brought to that. Because at the end of the day, the, the, the statement is correct as far as our their wants should be our goals. Right. We're talking about in a marriage. We're not yeah. talking about in a relationship. Right. See, a lot of times people try to tack on relationship or marriage shit to relationships. And that's where people go wrong. Oh, no, I'm not about to be getting your nails done just because you want your nails done every every weekend because I like you. And we ain't even, you know, we ain't even married. Oh, no, not at all. You know, that's not how that shit's supposed to go. You know, but that's what society is told. That's what needs to happen. But the the good thing about it is nowadays women get to the point of like, I get my own nails done. Well, get your own nails done. That's what you're supposed to do as a grown ass woman. That's called called maintenance. maintenance. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Same thing. Same thing as men. You should want to go get get your your haircut. Get all that done. That's maintenance. Now, when we get married, Oh yeah, then I'll tack on some of that maintenance because that's those are your wants and those are things that need to be done. Your car, if you love your car, your car needs regular maintenance. If you don't maintain that car, what happens? It deteriorates exactly. and you will be carless. Exactly. It's the same goddamn thing with a wife. You don't maintain her, you're going to lose her eventually. Wifeless. Or yeah, you're gonna be wifeless. Exactly. Or you're gonna have hell in your household. Because oh, yeah. you might not, it might not just end, but it's gonna be hell in your household. Why? Because the maintenance is not there. Now there's got to be, again, balance. I'm, I'm always trying to bring balance to these conversations because at the end of the day, men need maintenance too. Exactly. Men need maintenance too. It's and that's a different not type just of maintenance. Sex, like yeah, this. hell no. It's not that's, just sex. That's the bare sex is that the is the bare minimum. The cake. Yeah. Exactly. That is not what we, I, you know, I've had, you know, women in the past that, you know, you know, they they believe that. Like, yeah. oh, well, you know, I gave you this good-ass pussy. I'm like, okay, well, you know. Is that all you got? Everybody got one. <laughs> <That's laughs> well, Everybody well, walking down the street. Got they didn't give it to him. They were they were saying that. Yeah. that, that but I'm saying in the past, in the past, you know, so this is what it is. Way but back. That, yeah, way <laughs> back. <laughs> but exactly. So it's like, well, there's more to life than just sex. Exactly. So if that's the case, then, okay, well, when you take sex off the table, what's left? Now that that means there's work that has to be done on that other aspect. Because yeah. it's like, okay, well, what does, you know, I don't know if women actually ask themselves this question, what does my husband need? Or even let's go relationship-wise, what does my man need? Now, given, when I say relationship-wise, I'm still talking about something that's that's more so on the lines of of uh, a fiance, you know, because at the end of the day, when you are, when you're not married, you're really fucking single. Let's just call that shit what it is. Yeah. You're not in you're no not, relationship. You single, you playing house. You know, this is what is it, at least with an option to buy. <laughs> you're not you. You have no real ties to that person. Yeah. So if you're divesting a lot of energy, time, money into a person that you are not in a actual, you know, pathway to marriage, meaning that you're actually in, engaged at least, then you're wasting a lot of time, yeah. and that's why so many women are pissed off. Because they They've wasted time. Yeah, they wasted so much time. They didn't want to hear Kevin when he said it though. He called it out like straight up. Yeah. You wasted so much time. You didn't even put no pressure on this dude to even consider marrying you. You gave him everything at the beginning. You was already having sex with him. You was already doing whatever. You know, you cooking for him. You cleaning for him. He ain't did nothing. He just like, hey, man, I'm, I'm good. A little bit, all I, kind shit, of stuff. I'm good. I got everything I want. Why should I? Why should I push for anything more? Because you already did everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so then what happens? 
then they go look for somebody else who hasn't done this because they want to see who else would do this, you know, or who else, what else I can get. They're looking for something new. So I say all that to say, at the end of the day, when you're in a situation where you're starting to invest or at least ask the question as women, what is it that my husband needs? What is it that a man needs from me? What can I, and, and I hate that everybody get on the whole, what can you bring to the table? What can I bring to the table argument? Whatever. I am the table. Yeah. Sorry. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, well, if that's the case, what is it that he needs? Just change the language. You get caught up on the table crap. What is it that a man needs? If you can't answer that question of what a man needs from you, then there's some assessment that has to be done. Yeah. Don't get mad about it. Don't get frustrated. Just assess. Okay, well, he needs, you know, he, he needs peace of mind and contentment. Amen. See, that's what luxury is right there yeah. in itself. Peace of mind and contentment. Can I bring peace of mind and contentment to the person that I'm with? Or am I the type of person that I only want to be at peace? Or I only want to be taken care of? I don't care what you feel. I don't care how you are. I don't even want to know about your day. I don't even want to know, okay, well, I know he had a hard day. Let me see if there's something I can do for him. Can I rub his feet? You know, or whatever the case may be. If you're not thinking on that level, then you're going to have an issue when you get into a marriage because you're only looking for service without the return of that service to the to the next party. And you know what? Like, uh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> but that was hammer dropping. <laughs> Drop the mic. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's one thing with a lot of, I hear a lot of guys wondering what they, uh, someone else is bringing. But it's our job to be men that are worthy of being taken care of in the ways that we cannot take care of ourselves. Yes. Because we have to fine-tune ourselves. We really have to, as we're going out, we really have to develop ourselves in those ways. When we are in the state of constant learning, when we are in the state of constant implementation of what we've learned until they become habits and we find ourselves going in an upward motion of becoming better and better and more disciplined and fine-tuned and more balanced like you said because sometimes the issue is you put way too much into your work mm. and your children don't know who you are or you put way too much in yourself and your spouse doesn't know who you are or that you've neglected God and you do everything else, but your spiritual life isn't right. Mm. And so when you come into the house or not even, let's take the whole thing around. When you come around people, they can feel something ain't right about you. You know, you, you walk around, he'll feel right. Something, something off about it. Jesus. Because <laughs> <laughs> all of us have been around people like, oh, I don't trust this guy. It's something, it's because God's missing out his life. 100%. And, you know, to focus more on ourselves as who we are. Because as you heal, because one thing is when I start going through, you know, therapy, when I start doing the work, Ooh, when I start right. going and fixing my issues, yes, sir. a lot of stuff come up that you don't even realize that you're going through. And as you heal and as you become better and as you fine tune those and really address those things, when you look at yourself in the mirror, and you make yourself deal with those things and you make yourself improve and you 
go about it in a way that it becomes natural. What happens is when you do finally start to come out there and go date, you can tell when somebody ain't did no work on their healing. You know what I'm saying? They, when, when, when a woman is not healed, you can see it a mile away. Same thing with us as men. When you're walking around with all this hurt and pain, this woman that you say that you want, she see you a mile away because you haven't done the work. You're not healed. You're not, you're not living. Mm. And some of us are healed, but we're not implementing any actions. We're not being who we smoke. Okay, well, being healed is incomplete because what you want is not just healed, but you want to be fully restored and be going forth in where you're supposed to go. It's like, if I fix a car, it's not enough. I got to drive it. Mm. And a lot of us are not driving our cars. A lot of us are not putting the insurance on our cars. Mm, A lot of us are not not even willing to take driving lessons. You know, so a lot of us as when we men, when we say that we're men, we don't even understand what that is. Mm. And you got a lot of folks out here who are demanding, okay, well, I don't want to go through this in this relationship because I went through, but what have you done to deserve the treatment? Because when you are like say if when you're a CEO, you run your businesses, y'all both run businesses. When there are certain positions that open up, it's because you need people in those places. Mm-hmm. You go, know, you know what? I need somebody to do my marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, I need somebody, I need a payroll guy. I, I'm focusing on all of this. Somebody got to take care of this, this delegation, portion. Delegation. And you learn how to delegate. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have your business right, you don't know what need to be delegated. Sure. A lot of us are still operating employee status. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are operating unemployment status. <laughs> I, mean, I love how you're saying all this, brother. Um, I'm going to take, you all have put the seasoning. I'm going to take me a, a whisk and stir this up a little bit and make sure we're on this. So everybody understand. We're still dealing with marriage to afterlife and navigating after a loss because what they've all described and we went into this dealing with is really what we've been dealing with. What led to this divorce for oh, a lot yeah. of us at this point? Oh yeah. I mean, if you listen to what we're saying, <laughs> when you listen to a person, you can listen to okay, this is the issues that they're having. They're talking their heart, even though they're not saying it. We're telling what led to oh yeah our our differences in our marriages, mm-hmm. and then in partners' marriages too. And as my brother is saying, is that you know he's talked about asking during the marriage, but it's the same thing after the marriage. Yeah. Because you now have to navigate, especially if you got children. Oh, yeah. Like I have a child by my ex-wife and by my college sweetheart. So now conversations have to happen of what is it that you need? What does the child need? What's going on? Because you can't be in your emotional stance of fuck you and I, we ain't make this work. Well, you still got a child. You still got responsibility. You got responsibility. But boy, you got to make this happen. You have to then at the other part and I love that you said this word, brother. Therapy. Yeah. Many of us, Rasul said it best. We're in the delusional stance <laughs> of life. We are walking around thinking, I'm good, I'm good. Right, right, yeah. right. And you're not. So Brother, your shirt on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> you're not good. You're not good, brother. Oh, it is. Oh, my fault, my fault. Oh, I was burning out. with the dog talking about this is fine. <laughs> no, no, this is not fine. It's not fine. We're we're talking. So a lot of people don't open up your mind. Let me start like that. Open up your minds. 
to be able to receive something that you've never got before because it may help you out. We were introduced to, as Muslims, were introduced to a part of Scientology that would help you grow and develop. And it became, it's like a, I'm not going to run into a long. Let's, like, let's correct that. It's called Dianetics. I guess I'm going uh, into it. Uh, uh, let, no. So be, but we got to be clear. There's a difference between Scientology and Dianetics. I said a part of it that's called that would be clear about that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah. You hear Scientology folks, oh shit, oh, no, wait a minute. Nah, 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 that's what I'm making it, I'm no. slowing down on how I'm saying this. So it's, it's, a, it's called Dianetics, and it is a, I want to say like a psychology type thing, but it's not. It's even better. It's allowing you to understand different aspects of your life, but I'm getting to the point. The point is that in this study, they have this thing called engrams. Now, what the word that the society uses is triggers. Everyone says it's a trigger, trigger, trigger. A trigger and an engram are almost the same thing. But what is what this program taught you to understand is that there are certain things that in your life that if, if you not if you have not healed from them, they'll bring up an action that reverts you right back to where it started from. Yeah. And if you have not gotten past that point, you will act as act out as if you were at that point. Most of us not healing after the marriage. Oh, yeah. Most of us not going through and figuring out why we went wrong. So when you're after the marriage and you're getting back out in the world, I said like this, there's this quote that I heard that if you take the same bricks from the first house to the next house, you're building the same house. house. Oh, man, go ahead. So if you take the same issues, the same hurt, the same mindset from the previous relationship, never heal from it, and you take all that to the next relationship, you're rebuilding the same thing, just with a new person. And most of us are not doing that, and this is why after the marriage, you're still having problems with the marriage, with the next person. And what do we do? We blame the next person for what we have to take these bricks down the street. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to take my bags and I'm going to go down. Wait, leave them bags right there. Like they didn't work with the last person. Yeah. Why are you still carrying on them? Yeah. Like this is, I, I don't give a damn if it's a Louis Vuitton uh, tote bag. That tote bag is messed up. Yeah. Let that bag stay there. Go get you a Michael Kors. <laughs> Keep rolling <laughs> sister or brother, because we have to, again, it's the after the process is the biggest thing and that we're focusing on is that, okay, what have you done? What, you said, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for yourself lately? Ooh. And that's the biggest question that most of us try to stay away from because we're pointing at the next person, but we got three fingers pointing back to ourselves. So now in our arrogancy, we just point our whole finger at the, the whole yeah. hand of the next person. Like it's your fault. You did it. It just is wrong. And you stand on it in your arrogancy. Mm-hmm. Because either way, I've heard, uh, oh, I just po- chose the wrong person. But why did you choose them? I either way, it, it, it's your fault. We, we look at, we have to look at what is it that I can change? What is it that I can do? What is it that's going to be? Because blame don't get you nowhere. You sure? <laughs> Let me pick my bricks up. <laughs> you sure? You know, it, it when when guys or and gals 
go around blaming and, and, and all of this other stuff. Now, there are situations. Now, the exception doesn't make the rule. As a matter of fact, the Correct. exception proves the rule. Mm. You understand? So when people hear things and they don't want to hear it, they go, well, I know this one person, but that's not the world. You know, I know this one person that was perfect, but he went to the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I look at the things that we do, it's because what we're doing is running from uncomfort. The body always wants to be comfortable. Correct. The body wants to do Ooh. what it to feel enjoyment, to feel pleasure. And a lot of times discipline is not pleasurable. A lot of times correction is not pleasurable. But what we have to train ourselves to do is what's best for us. And a lot of times what's best for us is not comfortable. Eating right might not be as feel good as comfort food. Exercising don't feel good as sitting back watching Netflix all day. Nah, I don't. You know, <laughs> work don't feel good as chilling at the house. Fine tuning yourself and going to therapy don't feel as good as chilling at the bar Kick back drinking with the homies. Do the homie. <laughs> Just bumping in the VIP. You know, a lot of the things that you have to do, they may be uncomfortable at first. But as you get into the discipline, as you get into the routine, as you get into the fine tuning of yourself, and you see that it's good for yourself, you find enjoyment in it. Mm. That now it's fun to go to the gym. Now you can't miss a day. Now it's fun to eat clean. Now it feels better to your body. And then you find out that, wait, everything that I was doing was actually hurting me. Mm-hmm. Let, let me get, give a, 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 an example. Christmas season. On when that. you finally realized that how you were eating was wrong, you realized, wait a minute, I wasn't full. I was bloated and uncomfortable. I had gas all the time. <laughs> it took me a long time to make a bowel movement. Mm-hmm. I was running back and forth urinating. When you're in the gym and you finally get in shape and you're comfortable, then you realize, wait a minute. I shouldn't be tired walking up and down the steps. It shouldn't be a struggle for me to be down on the floor playing with my kids. I shouldn't have an issue running to you know catch the plane. I should have an issue picking up my groceries and carrying them in the house. Now everything comes easy to me and I can just go out and do stuff. Same thing with our healing. Now it's easy having a conversation without yelling. Now it's easy to listen before I speak. Now it's easy to take in a whole situation and letting God judge my thoughts. Let the things that I learned through scripture and through study and through implementation guide my actions. Where when you look back at it, you're like, wait a minute, I remember I used to just fly off at the helmet. Mm. Remember I used to punch holes in the wall. Remember I used to just knock niggas out. <laughs> and now when you have discipline, now when you have self-governance, you take all of those situations through healing and it's easier because you're building relationships. You're, you're disciplined in your job and you're, you're going after those, you know, those, those accounts, and those promotions or that career or that pursuit. Uh-huh. Now you're fine tuning yourself. You can speak with people with honesty and earnesty. When you do speak 
like we was out there, we talked to women, and then you, and undisciplined mind, you got sex on the brain. Right. But now that you have a disciplined mind, that doesn't even enter. You're just meeting people, and you're enjoying their company, mm. and you're seeing what God put in them special. Mm. And you and you learn, and you grow from that, and you you're thankful for God putting someone in your pathway that day so that you can appreciate what God has created and all of the intricate ways and how the, how the world works and where your place is in it and how to make your way. And so that way, when you meet both male and female, young and old, even animals, you know, God shows you appreciation for the things that he created in this world. And so that's what the discipline mind. So when you look back at your mindset, you're like, wait a minute, this is why the divorce failed. I wasn't patient. I didn't, I didn't implement the things that I was supposed to be doing in the way that I was supposed to do it in the time that I was supposed to do it. Go ahead, I was going out saving and Captain Save. Captain Save Man! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Captain Kirk. That person didn't need your help. You understand what I'm saying? You, a lot of times when we look at the reasons why, we have to understand that we can't focus on the past. We have to look forward in our present. We look at, we know where we're going, but we have to live in our present moment and ask, am I doing the right thing in this moment? Am I where I'm supposed to be, do, be doing what I'm supposed to be doing? So I want to share ahead, so ahead, a couple of things. So one of the things that we also fail to understand when we're in a marriage is that we have to be kind. Oh, yeah. See, a lot of times kindness is forgotten. Yeah. Because familiarity breeds contempt. And I got too familiar with each other. Yeah. What? He just dropped oh, something. Yeah. Y'all ain't picking up. We oh, done yeah. got too familiar with each other. I wish I could find the bugs. We so dropped the bugs. Familiarity <laughs> breeds contempt, meaning that we are around each other for too long to where now, oh, I see you every day. So you just, you, you, you always here. Yeah. So now I don't feel like I need to be kind to you. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, tough break, nigga. <laughs> and, that's on both ends, and it's on real. both ends yeah, it's for true. her it's for him it's the same thing but when you are striving to be kind to your wife to your husband that opens up a new door of service oh yeah now see a lot of people don't like the word service because service's root word is to serve you have to serve your mate. You know, at the end of the day, we want to have service for us. That's but deep, brother. If you someone asks you, that, right, right, right. How may I serve you? Yes. Those Ain't that words, the best part of Chick Fil A? You're damn right. I'd be like, God damn, damn. I feel you feel like a king walking in there. Yeah. This is God's work. <laughs> you know what? I heard an older man tell me. He said, "I will not allow my wife to outserve me." You're damn right. And she should be striving to do the same exactly. thing. Exactly. You know, just like a lot of times we give to our mates and so much focus is, on, oh, okay, well, I want to go here and I want to, when last time you got your man a haircut? When last time you, it's, it's simple stuff like yeah. that. When's the last time you surprised your wife with something that you know she, she like? Yeah. Cause see, I'm going to tell you, oh man, you know what? I'm glad we just hit this. All right. Go ahead. You got so, comfortable now. One of the things that, Men who are, you know, striving to be good men. Yeah. 
we tend to do when we don't understand. We ask too many goddamn questions. Uh. We ask women too many questions. And so in doing so, in our mindset, the way a man's minds work, you know, I want to I want to get her exactly what she wants. I want to, you know, know exactly what she needs. So I'm going to ask her. I'm going to ask her. But if you what you don't realize is that in asking this woman all of these questions, she then becomes the one who is leading, leading. you. Yeah. So if you always asking questions, you she ends up becoming the leader. Yeah. Because now she's leading you to what she thinks she wants. Yeah. Oh, she needs a little affection, a little direction. But, uh, but guess what? Direction. But then in turn, <laughs> she starts to resent you. Because, because she's in her taking mind, on responsibility that she should be having. Yes. And in her mind, you can't make any decisions on your own. She might not say it. Uh-huh. She might not even understand it herself. But it bothers her. Yeah. Brother, repeat this so they can understand that one. Please repeat that one. Asking too many questions will place your wife in the role of the lead. Yeah. And she will resent you for it, especially if she doesn't even realize or understand what's happening. She just seems to feel like, oh, okay, or, or see, damn, I'm always the one that's Making having to decisions. tell him to do this, have to, to do. tell him what to do. Mm. I got to make a decision. I got to decide where we're going to go. You've given her the reins yeah. in your marriage. And that's something that cannot happen. You have to be the one to one, be observant. Mm. We have to be more observant as men. Yeah. See, we, we're used to dealing with problems that we can see. So we see a problem, we take care of the problem. Because we know we are visual people. But as men, we have to be more observant of our wives and the things that they may need or see. I had to learn this myself. Mm. You know, I'm not, you know, this is, you know, this is, yeah, we're this talking is, grown man conversation. Right here. I yeah, to, to myself. myself. <laughs> I had to teach it because at the end of the day, I was one of those dudes that I want to get exactly what you want. Uh-huh. I want to make sure I got you exactly. No, nope. forget all that. Too many damn options. Yeah. Women can't take too many options. Yeah. You give them too many options, guess what? They get frustrated. Yeah. So you have to be the one to choose. You make the decision and you have to be rational enough to make the best decision, especially if you're running a household. You got to make the best decision for the household. This ain't sexist. This is true. true. And stand on that decision. And the thing is, a lot of guys are wondering where the love is going and where the trust is going. And what it is, a lot of things that guys do is turn off to women. When you oh, don't yeah. show that that leadership, she can't see you like how when you were in the beginning of the relationship. You know what I'm saying? Or when you are in a good part of the relationship. It's like you have to continue to be. But in order to do that, you have to get understanding by real men. As Ooh. a young man with no guidance. You know, if you. Let's say you got a car and there's no driver. But the gas is going. You're going to crash. A lot of times, men don't have guidance because they're not going to the places where they can learn. They're not going to the places where they can train. And a lot of them are, but they're not listening. They're not actually doing it. They don't make... You ever see people who will go to the mosque and go to church? And they, 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 yes, son, amen, and all this stuff, and go back to doing the same thing. Yeah. Can I put some salt bait? Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> salt bait is up real quick. I love what you're saying, brother. Masu said it though. He said, 
man, I'm, I'm, I'm well, don't want to kill off my own thoughts. I'm running with you all. I'll help you head. if you need it. No. <laughs> Where Rasul was leading, and then Tim picked it up. I'm going to just throw some salt in the season on it. That with what they were saying is you can't treat every woman the same way also. Oh. He's saying don't give her too many options because you can't. And he said, what are you saying, Tim? What I say? Uh, what they what, do? What he said. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality, but when mixing them both, my thought was that you can't treat every woman the same. Yeah. Like there's this, I heard this woman once tell me that that is an issue that many of us have. We treat the, we, men, no, excuse me, this is mine. Men and women have to learn two things. We call it, I said it when uh, Pastor War was on here. Submission and training, two words that both sexes hate. Mm -hmm. Men don't like to be trained. Women don't like to submit. But the reality of it is that women are training men to love them. Yeah. Because I can't love you the way I loved the woman before. Yeah. I can't ask you all those questions that I asked her because- She don't work that way. She don't work that way. Women have to learn to submit. You're not submitting to me because I'm an individual. You're submitting to the God that makes I'm trying to help us grow. But if neither one of us takes on that partner relationship, the relationship never grows. Yeah. So this is what causes our problems and leads to the breakups in the long run. I love how Rasul was saying that, and I'm loving it because, and I thank you for saying that, bro, because this is a, a, a lesson I did have to learn. I was always that person that, what do you want? Let me help you out. I'm I'm fucking let me be a right. <laughs> Captain Kirk. <laughs> let me be We've all you, done it. You are Latin. I'm the <laughs> let me <laughs> have moments of Captain I can show you in the world. world. I can give you everything that you want. And then the reality hits is that the more you give her, the more she of what she wants, she actually wants the opposite. Because she's asking you for things that she thinks she wants, and she really don't want those things. You have to be the man in the relationship. You have to be the one that you see, you respond, and you do trial and error because some shit you will get wrong. Yeah. But you have to be willing to make these mistakes in order for the relationship to grow. Because after the marriage, if y'all are divorcing got children, you have to take the lessons you learned during the marriage to continue to keep the peace. Because ain't nothing like a bitter baby mama. Man, look, I had a uh, a big brother by in Kuwait. He said, look, he said, wives can't be temporary, but baby bubbles are forever. Ever. <laughs> and forever, one thing ever. I want to shout ever, out ever, ever. to uh, our exes, and I want to shout out to my, my, my beautiful, lovely wife. But being a man that can be depended on or that can be spoken to after the breakup speaks volumes of us all. Because of all of us have had exes actually be able to speak with us in peace after the breakup. Yeah. Because for some reason, we had some type of character or something in us that showed that we could still be dependent on. You know, and that's that speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. And I, I would encourage men to still be a man of character after a breakup because I am a living witness that it still 
there's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> and there is gold at that uh, on the other side of that rainbow. So, uh, you know, a lot of gold. Some of y'all know. <laughs> no, no. You know, because it gets better and you become better. If you do the work, you can become better. If you do the work, there are is so much waiting on you after a breakup. Because we got a lot of young men out there and a lot, a lot of men that after they break up, they don't know how to recover. They don't know how to, to go on. And there's more than just hope. There's more than just, but you got to put in the work. God can restore you. You can be restored in your body, your mind, your finances, your relationships, your reputation. Your, if you're still breathing, you still have something that a lot of people don't. And that's life and a chance. Mm. And so you're not pretty much given chances. You have to take them. You have to take with the lead. You have to gird up thou lois. Get you some nuts. And get, <laughs> get about your business. <laughs> get you some nuts. That's my mother's favorite saying. I know that. So um got about five minutes left. Need to start wrapping this up. Um the and I know this is that's why I said this is gonna be different because I didn't know how this was gonna go. Um but I didn't want to go into as the great philosopher young Joe once said, fuck that bitch. <laughs> In the part it's too of, many dudes doing it. I didn't want to go into that part of the relationship of that. This was a, just a conversation of grown men and kind of seeing your mistakes. Yeah. And giving guidance to others and being able to, because a lot of men are now going through it right now or just got divorced, been divorced for a year and you're still going through that. And we're going to close this out with advice. That's okay. Everybody gets some advice. Okay. Um, And I'm I'm starting, but I'm going to finish this up is that you're going through it and, and you're going through it. Most of us are too prideful to go sit and talk with another brother. Yeah. We're with some wisdom. With some wisdom. Not just talking to your man who will, you know, man, forget that. Let's get back out there. You single nigga. Let's go up, blah, blah, blah. That's not what you need to do. This is my part of the guidance that I learned. And I love my father. So he didn't give me all this. He gave me most of it. My father, my brother. Be be to yourself. Yeah. You've lost yourself in this point. That's what's leading to your divorce. You have not been able to see you for a while because what happens in the last part of every divorce, you're losing yourself because you're trying to, if you want to make this work, you're trying to find every way to make this work, but you're losing yourself in the process of it. So don't go back out and hit the ash train and Start enjoying life. You just say your ass trying. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go do that. Take some time. Like, I I love women. Women, women, women. But I love women when, if you notice that, I mean, there are a few memes that, but always says that, or the one meme that I like, it's like a three to six, it's like one, it's like a one year outlook of how women and men separate. 
The woman afterwards, she's crying in the first couple months. By the third, fifth month, she's, you know, getting up, starting to exercise. By the eighth, ninth month, she's back out there. And within a year, she's up and she's living a new person. She's healed. And it shows the man it's the complete opposite. The first time out the relationship, he back out there partying, enjoying life. Uh, four or five months in, he's slowing down. Eight to ten months, he's like he's looking depressed. And by the end of the year later, he's crying because he's like, oh, I finally lost. It finally kicked into him. Take that year. Heal. Cry. Most men ain't doing it. Bro, trust me. A good cry every now and then I've learned is very actually mm-hmm. good. Take the time to yourself, brothers. Heal. See what you like doing again. Where you went wrong in this relationship and how you can be a better person for yourself in the next one. Because if you don't find yourself and become a better version of you, you're going to be a crazy version of the person that you was with before. You're not going to be a crazy version of the person you're getting with. You're a reflection of the person that you were before because they're in you. You have to let that go. Purge yourself, like you said, of the diamonds and the gold. Get sharpened. Go through the pain. Go through the heat. Become healed. Get yourself in order. Then go out there and find somebody to talk to. But if you ain't done that, just chill out. It's hard. I know it is. But my best advice, just chill out for a while. After the marriage. After the divorce is cleared, just sit down for a minute. Don't be on the ass train. This ass training talking about sounds very interesting. <laughs> saying. Okay. So, City. <laughs> Here we come. So for me, what I will say with the wrap up, and I'll, you know, of course, just, you know, camel back off my brothers. No dub. You know, <laughs> no pork. <laughs> no, no pork on the fork. So, yes, stay to yourself. Heal yourself. Learn how to love yourself and, and forgive yourself. Oh, yes, sir. Forgive yourself. Because a lot of times it's hard for us to forgive even ourselves. You know, it's, it's, and you also have to forgive the other person. Mm. Regardless of what it is that they may have, quote unquote, done to you. And this is for male and female. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you have to forgive them because you're not going to be able to move forward until you do. The longer that you're worried and focus on them and what they did to you, the longer they have a hold on you to where you can't move forward with your life because you're always thinking about them, thinking about what happened, what didn't happen, why didn't it happen the way it should have happened. You cannot do that. You got to let that go. It's done. It don't even matter. When you can let that go, forgive them, forgive yourself for allowing whatever took place and then move on. So then you can properly heal in forgiveness. Then you can deal with whoever you need to deal with without having that extra baggage attached to you. You know, and oh, and lastly, you can't allow fear to keep you from moving um moving forward with the next person and looking for a way out. Because a lot of times, you know, and this is something that I believe women do a lot. They look for they they plan for an exit strategy. Yeah. Before they even get into marriage, they're already planning for the divorce. They already putting the extra strategy together of how I'm going to get out. Oh, okay, I'm going to have this nest egg. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have a place I can go. Ooh. You're doing all of this, but 
If you're doing that, then that means you're literally preparing your mind for failure already before you even you haven't allowed it to even to grow into anything. And so it kills the God given uh, words. What? For better or worse, worse, rich or poor, to death, uh, to, uh, for, death do his part. To, for as long as we shall live, you know, something like that, something like that. <laughs> but you, you're taking that away because you're putting contingencies on it, rich or poor. It's uh, like going uh, to Alex. college expecting to drop out. Drop exactly, out. you're putting contingencies on it, and then you're looking, you're setting an extra strategy for yourself if it g- doesn't go the way you feel like it should go. Mm-hmm. And of course. Everything I say is still going to have situationals tied to it. But in general, stop planning for failure. Just plan to live and enjoy your life. Extract happiness out of life. You got to extract it. Extraction is a hard process. It's not a simple process. But if you extract the happiness out of life, then you won't be tore down. And and last thing I'll say on that, because I got to say it, Will Smith Jada. No, come on, say it. At the end of the day, Will Smith is able to move through this better than people think because at the end of the day, Will Smith is focused on his happiness. Yeah. From what I've seen, Jada's going through what she's going through, but while they were together, while they was together, and actually I hear they're getting back together, they're working their stuff out because that's what you're supposed to do in a marriage. You're supposed to work out the shit even if it gets crazy as hell. But what was happening was, from what I, my observation, she was envious of his happiness with himself. And instead of her striving to just get into her own happiness and living in his happiness with him. She just wanted to find a way to tear him down. She wanted to look for ways to try to take his happiness from him because she didn't like the happiness that she saw. And she did that because in her own words, she said, I wasn't happy with myself. So if she's not happy with herself, what did we say at the beginning? Misery loves company. We said hurt people, hurt, hurt people, hurt people. Well, the same thing. <laughs> you know, Hurt people, hurt people. So she wanted to hurt him or see him saddened. So she was just doing all kinds of outlandish shit. But she is in turn having to heal from that. And he is open as a man, as a man should be, to allowing that healing to take place. Most people think he'll, he'll, oh man, no. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing for a person that claims that he's following the path of God and, you know, wanting to have a marriage that does not end. Yeah. You got to work through the hardships. So I digress on that. Thank you for your time. Big brother Tim. Well, y'all already Dark know. side of light. Darkness himself. So first you got to move like a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> to the left, to the left. No, no. I honestly want to tell, I want to go on the other side because I am experiencing love after the divorce that led to marriage. I you would not be able to tell me that I would ever get married again. But I want to let everyone know that as you heal, you know what? When I was um, going uh, and I wanted to be married and I saw my wife, why is she not X, Y, and Why she won't, you know, because I wasn't healed. Right. Once I went through the process and once it became second nature, then we were able to get together. So there is, you know, there's a light at the end. And I want to tell everyone else, uh, especially men out there, go ahead and face it. Face. Women too. Whatever it is that you have to do, stop fooling yourself and do the work. 
Stop tricking yourself into thinking that, uh, like uh, Rasul said, to that delusion. And be who you are called to be. Because once you are who you are supposed to be, and you're in the presence of I am, not what you think it is, not just, and not bullshitting yourself. Oh, come on. Can't bullshit yourself. What is that to thine own self be, be true? Be true. Once you are true, first of all, find out who you are. Mm, you got to do that. Find out who you are. And once you see who you are, don't run from it. Face it. Because a lot of people are running from their highest form. Because what they're supposed to be, which is who they really are, is terrifying to them. That's right. What most men face when they're going out, being about their business, and they're going out tackling the world, they have to face, wait a minute. They have to face laziness. They have to face fear. They have to place discipline. They have to face all of these things that become shortcomings that people drown out with music and they drown out with sex mm. and they drown out with alcohol. They drown out with fun and they drown out with going to church or go staying at work or, or, or trying to make themselves busy. Don't be busy. Be progressive. Be developmental. Yes, sir. Be who you are. Yes, sir. And once you are who you are, God will open the gates and the things that you are supposed to have will be added unto you. The gates of the church open. <laughs> and on that note, we appreciate you guys coming in on into cocktails and confrontation. Confrontations. Confrontations. We were confronting some folks today. We were confronting that, that you know that devil inside of you. That's, yeah, that's we appreciate y'all taking a sip of this conversation. Yes, sir. Yes, um, sir. Y'all tune in next time. Hold Share on, this. Hold on, Pimpin. You gotta, you gotta tell yourself who you is first. No, no, no. Let you start. I'm just oh, okay. The <laughs> intro of the outro. <laughs> <laughs> gotta tell yourself who you is. So again, this is your, your big homie. Um, brother Yamalo from the top, yo, not from the download. We flying high, always riding by. I ain't spitting bars. I ain't trying to get no cars. I don't know what the hell we're talking about. We're having fun. That boy sleeping. <laughs> that boy good, good and terrible. Um, brother, you said Muhammad for real. Yam's creation. I thank you all for joining us, like my brother did, on another episode of Cocktails and Conversation. I thank you, big homie, brother Rasul. Go ahead and tell everybody how to follow you and well, see you. Just you said my name for me. Thank you very much. Go ahead. <laughs> no. So yeah, your bro Rasul, like he said, Miss International Three Thousand. You can get me up on you know IG, whatever. I, it's all the same. <laughs> all of the platforms, all of them, baby. It's all good. Boy. Follow his life adventures and yes. his food. Tell him about the food ones, man. You know what? I need to stop playing with my with my site, Food Nor Global. Food Noir Global. The boy has a, 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 a nice palate. I'm trying to tell yeah. y'all. Like, if you want to eat good. I'll show you some good places to eat and I'll show, share some yes, good stuff. Yes, around the world. Yeah, <laughs> he like, definitely tell, will. Definitely got to do that. So, yeah, Food Noir Global. That's also on uh, on Instagram. So, definitely check out the page. Add, like, subscribe, the whole nine. And we'll go from there. And have the big homie himself. Oh, yeah. Let the drum roll play. <laughs> <laughs>
Yo, head, my brother. Y'all know who it is. Dark Shining Light. <laughs> Tim Hargrove. <laughs> I appreciate it. Y'all can follow me on IG at Dark Shining Light. Follow me on Facebook, Dark Shining Light. I'm going to do something with the page. <laughs> no, but I appreciate you guys coming out. Y'all make sure that you like, share, subscribe, and comment. Let somebody that know somebody and tell somebody and y'all had a conversation. Till yep. next time. Be easy, family. Peace. Peace. This is Yusuf Muhammad, Yam's creation. This is Cocktails and Conversation that you're listening to. Tune in every Friday at 7 p.m. on all streaming platforms. Like, follow, share, tell somebody, tell somebody, tell somebody. Look forward to you joining us.